0: Cuties, it's Uncle Derek, and welcoming you to January 30th, uh, 2023? What? It's episode 82 of Stop Skeletons and Podcasting. As I said already, I'm Uncle Derek. How you doing?
1: I'm Grace, a.k.a. the Dish Destroyer, a.k.a.
0: the Deuce. Oh, snap.
1: Um, And when I say...
0: Please stop destroying the dishes. I'd appreciate that. (laughs) I like the dishes.
1: Honestly, I'm a dish destroyer in training because I wanted to start the podcast up with a confession.
0: <sighs> Dishwasher confessions. Here we go.
1: Yeah. So Derek and I have had a chore split.
0: We're going right to, to right to domestic.
1: We're going right to the drama. Okay. There we go. Oh, this is what, this is what the people time. care about. I, so the way that Derek and I used to get into fights constantly mm-hmm. about who was doing the dishes, Who was doing the uh, laundry and we would just, it was just, it was taking up a significant portion of time. We tried a chore chart. Chore chart was kind of annoying. Those were the things that always just fell to the wayside. So we figured out, actually, it's not that we don't do chores. It's just those two chores. Those are the ones, those are the problem chores. So we decided to split up. Sure. So for the last couple years, I have been doing laundry by myself for, you know, just completely by myself. And Derek has done dishes by himself. Completely by myself. And the reason we set it up that way is because I cook for us more than Derek cooks for us. So we decided it wouldn't be fair if... I was doing the dishes all the time, mm-hmm. or you know, when I was also cooking. So,
0: and I and I and I shit my pants all the time. And it really wouldn't be fair to like, <laughs> I'm also creating all the poop, all the poop, and dress.
1: I'm into that. So, it wouldn't be fair for me to not get to experience that on a daily basis. You know how it goes. <laughs>
0: Grace, you just can't give we, away all this, this dirty laundry. Dress. I know
1: lots of dirty laundry, <laughs> That's what I'm an expert in. Except this year, we decided just throwing everything out the window flip it flip it reverse it show me how to work it i am now doing the dishes because we we would again it started to become a thing where we would get into fights because i did not feel Derek was doing the dishes enough he would do the dishes maybe once a day but there were always he never like got to the bottom of the dishes there was always a pile of dishes one or
0: two left like i'll get those next time
1: yeah (laughs) There was always there was always something, mm-hmm. and I was just getting tired of it because it just looked gross and dirty to me. Anyway, so I was like, "I can do it better. I, I will prove you wrong." And so far, it has been three weeks. About and I have Maybe not less. I have not lived up to my own expectations. And mm-hmm. I just want to admit that right okay, here, right. right now. We have not say, talked about this at all.
0: I was gonna. Say, I, <laughs> I need to go and actually close the office door because the uh, the, the dryers are probably going to beep here, definitely during the uh, the recording of this podcast. All right, you- I got my. I started my chores. <laughs> of my of my shit. Derek's been doing the dishes, though I did, or the, the clothes. I did prompt you. Me. I did prompt you today. I do need to be poked because it's like, yeah, I forget. Like I throw stuff in the in the dryer. I'm like, well, I'm done for the day. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, God. I'm clocking
1: off. I know, but the I, I've faced several challenges that Derek has not, maybe we didn't have to face, where our dishwasher was broken. <laughs> the first day that i was supposed to do the dishes and our dishwasher yeah. decided to break that took like a week to get fixed i've been trying to
0: play catch up it took like a week to get fixed and then like an entire day to actually fix it i thought I would just be a, a new part but like get two two maintenance guys here for a couple of hours fixing that dishwasher and you know that's kind of one of the perks of renting is you can be like hey your shit's broken uh you should fix your building Mm-hmm. as opposed to like oh i guess i gotta fix this huh
1: guess i gotta buy a new dishwasher oh
0: i will say i'm not sure if i've mentioned this before on the podcast yet mm-hmm. but like we went to a friend's house and they actually have a house um and i went downstairs to like where uh the, the husband like he has this little gym down there and i was like yeah let's go downstairs check out the gym so we're all standing downstairs like king of the hill all standing there drinking our beers However, in their basement where he's got his punching bag and his gym, uh they have a gigantic washer dryer set where you could fit like two full bodies inside of that dryer. <laughs> and I was like salivating. <laughs> and that's like and that's where it's like, man, I wish I was I wasn't renting because I would I would a spring for like a really good washer dryer set.
1: We have a, a miniature
0: washer dryer. Kind of sucks, yeah. Thing, yeah. It yeah. isn't it's in unit washer and dryer, which is I'll take it. I've, I've I've had the not in unit washer and dryer before. Can't go, I can't go back. Holy shit! I'm if if you if you if you are currently living in a place where you got a communal washer dryer, I'm so sorry. I mean, hang, hang tough, hang tough, fam. You'll get you'll get there one day. Mm-hmm. Man, the the I it's like I can't I can never go back. However, the last time that we were in a place with that, uh, there was a barcade about like five minutes away, five ten minutes away. And they were open hella late, so if I ever needed coins, um, and it was like you know eleven o'clock and I needed a dry shit, I could just walk to the barcade and shove a 5 twenty dollar bill. It
1: was truly the perks of living in a city cannot be overstated. Yeah, for situations like that. But anyway, I I need to step my game up, man. I'm I'm embarrassed. I'm telling you, it's hard. Yeah, them dishes they clone up fast, man. Okay, but the number one thing that I miss about doing the laundry versus doing the dishes is i used to be able to say things like my dishwasher broke i guess i better go find a new one and then <laughs> look at you with like meaningful <laughs> glance and now it's like oh no i'm the dishwasher i know if what Derek. You're... if Derek needs to go find a new dishwasher he <laughs> that's me I, and he's I, going I, to get a new one Of i know
0: what she's actually missing what uh one of our dogs knows the sound of the dryer opening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he'll come over and be like, fresh laundry. And, you know, naturally you grab the laundry and you throw it on the bed. Uh, and then you do your folding and sorting and stuff like that. And that process takes a few minutes. And during those few minutes, Launchpad, loves, he's, he was snuggling up with that warm laundry. It's so, his
1: favorite thing in the whole world. You it's just adorable. you
0: open up the the uh, even if you open up like the the washer drawer. I don't think he actually quite knows which door is which. But basically, whenever I'm walking towards the washer or dryer, he's just like, "Huh, hmm, warm clothes."
1: <laughs> it's so sad that our our dryer is so crappy because you know sometimes, especially when you're washing the bed sheets, you'll like. Go, you know, put stick your hand in, kind of fluff things around, check to make yeah, sure it's wet. still it's wet It's usually you know? not yeah. all the way dry, so it'll have to restart it. And then you look down in launchpad's just like puppy dog eyed, so disappointed. Yeah, it's where's like, where is it? It's not time yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I do miss having some sort of four legged buddy to help mm-hmm. with my chore but
0: and then he'll yeah. like lay on it and i'm like trying to grab like the pants and stuff that he's laying on and i'll like kind of pull them out from underneath him because he's not gonna move mm-hmm. he'll just sit there and i'll rip all the clothes off underneath him and he always looks up at me like i'm a criminal
1: <laughs> because you what, are what are you doing you're it's a dirty like, pants criminal yeah which you already admitted to earlier in this podcast so <laughs>
0: <laughs> which i was joking well listen my gut health is better than it's ever been really yes <laughs> In fact, you know what? The other day we went to get went to get a burger mm-hmm. and I was like, gluten free bun, please. And usually they're gl- gl- gluten free buns are like legit. Uh, and that guy just forgot to give me the gluten free bun. I was like, you know what? I want this burger so bad, I'm just gonna go into it. Uh felt fine. Mm-hmm. Had a whole burger with the whole I guess halfway through I took out the bottom bun and just kind of ate it open face, but I still had one and a half buns of raw uncut gluten. Yeah. Uh, and was fine. I don't know.
1: All right. There, well. there, there
0: is, I do have the intolerance. That's all I, sorry, I got the allergy. The intolerance is slightly different. It, it, it the, the intolerance is after it, it has been digested. All the microorganisms that break it down, they leave poop. That's the thing you're intolerant to. If you have a allergy to it, the second it gets to your stomach, your body's like, ah, <laughs> so that is, that is the difference. Um, so if you eat something and immediately go, oh God, this is not good. You probably have an allergy. You eat something, and then, like maybe an hour, two hours later, you go, "Oh God, that might be an intolerance." And that's now you know. And now you know. But uh, I, I guess I have a threshold, which also stands to reason why I had this allergy for thirty-seven years and didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. So it was still—it never really was a, that big of a bother. I just thought you went to the bathroom five times a day, and that was normal.
1: Well, now you know. Yep, now you know. <laughs> now you know. All right. Well, that that's me. We we actually are a video game podcast where we talk about video game I mean, related topics. yeah, in topics. theory. <laughs> in theory. Yeah, theoretically. Welcome to our
0: video game podcast where we joke about the fact that we don't talk about video games that much, but...
1: <laughs> we realize that we don't play video games, actually. <laughs> just it's ever. like
0: It's like there's... I mean, I think there are people that are like, oh, so you're a YouTuber. You just sit around and play video games all day. It's like, no, I... Think about a couple of them. I play a couple of them, and then I write about a couple of them, and then I edit and stare at footage of those specific games for days and days and days. Yeah. Uh, And then when I'm done off work, I'm like, I just want to not think about that. I'll just Mm -hmm. play House Flipper or uh, something kind of boring.
1: Just imagine that you need to become intimately familiar with how the N60, how you import pictures and videos into very specific yeah. n64dd games and then just forget it immediately like a week later <laughs> like, yeah that's it, it, that's as i just knowledge in knowledge out it's just my brain can't contain
0: i feel bad sometimes when i, I like I've, I've i've talked to some people like on discord or something like that or meet a fan at a convention and they ask me a question about something and i'm like yeah i think that <sighs> i know we made a video on that i don't remember it anymore because <laughs> <laughs> we do so many like dumb research things and it's, like, so many little pieces of, like, knowledge that, yeah. uh, yeah.
1: Like, I, I do know I don't remember anything about e-reader cards anymore.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but there, there
1: are so many little specific things, but, um. We did,
0: we did finish a video recently, though.
1: We finished a video recently, We yeah. put a
0: video out. Um, for us.
1: It was supposed it to is. come out a little while ago. We were hoping to get it out before, I mean, in December. But yeah. I'm still happy it came out. I mean, I'm, of course, it's amazing we finished a video at all, first off.
0: I mean, really, <laughs> Let's like, be kind to ourselves. Yes, Like, <laughs> we finished a video that we shot before Christmas that we wrote in November. Um, you started work on it, I think, in August, because that's when the story about, like, the costume and stuff.
1: Yes. That kind of broke. That's when we kind of, like, remember- figured that out and learned about it, and I was talking with the people at Global Effects yeah. about that. And then... For whatever reason, it just had to be... Like, most projects we start on, it had to be set aside for several months. I think it was... Be- for, it was no explanation.
0: God, I think because you were also working on Game Room. Yeah. And I... Uh, we had just done the Doom RPG video pretty recently. And I really wanted to do the PlayStation Doom video. And we're like, we need to space out these Doom videos. Mm-hmm. And then all the shit with our bedroom and the wall and the mold and being displaced from that. That just, you know threw a huge monkey wrench into everything. Um, I honestly got October, November, December was like a goddamn blur. And I can't remember it very much. <laughs> there was just a lot going on. Um, I think since last time we actually did a podcast, we have officially signed our lease to extend our lease where we're living here. Yeah. Um, Which we actually got the paperwork for that like a week or two before all the stuff with our, our uh, bedroom happened and at the time we were like yeah this is you know they're raising us up quite a bit but like it's probably fine but i guess it's a blessing in disguise that like we didn't sign the paperwork right away because we had months to think about it um and then uh when all that shit happened with our wall we went hey you want to raise us like to this amount but like no (laughs) what about all this shit with the wall huh and uh i was trying to keep you know, the video is yeah. going. I
1: mean, we've talked about this a lot before on the podcast. Okay, it, yeah. It's a lot of.
0: Oh, I just I just want to shout out to Grace because Grace, as she she said, and she did, went full Karen and made demands uh, with our uh, uh, with our landlords, which like. I didn't, I didn't think, go full Karen. You, you, I think at one point you were like kind of frustrated and you're like, I'm sick of being nice. I'm going full <laughs> Karen. I, I think we're still dealing with like our renters insurance is basically like and and what i what what derek means and what i mean now if i can
1: if i can say because as someone who i've as i've gotten older i've realized that i am a little bit of a chronic people pleaser it's something i'm i struggle with it's something i'm trying to work on but when I say um, I'm going to start be stop being nice, or I'm entering my villain era, really, what that me- meant is I stopped saying thanks at the bottom of my
0: email. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Regards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eat that. <laughs> oh man, this this one's going to hit him hard. <laughs> the full Karen Deuce is a dangerous thing, <laughs> says the chat. <laughs> it um yeah it it
1: was a whole. I mean thing, that's but, the thing but, is know, like uh,
0: your average Karen <laughs> it it's it's like you know. There's nothing wrong with making certain demands in public when those demands are, you know, uh, worth fighting for, uh, owed to you. It's just it's it's or there's you know, some
1: sort of injustice happening. Yeah. But yeah when it's just don't, some don't, kind don't of like, take it out on
0: people. Like, like man, the, the worst is one time I was at line at Costco, which I don't know if you've been to a Costco, but, yo, it's 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 a it is a well oiled machine. It is a very busy place. And for how busy it is, I feel like I don't wait in line that often. But one time I'm waiting in line and we're not moving. And I see like three dudes at the front trying to figure out what's going on with something was not scanning. It was just like the computer. It just wasn't working, Mm -hmm. you know, and some guy like two or three heel behind me kind of walks forward and goes like, hey, what's the big deal? Uh, Can we get moving along here? And it was just like, oh, so you never worked retail. Um, do you see all of us was Larry David in line with you it was like yeah you see all of us like no we're none of us are happy either but we know it's not anyone's fault they're doing what they shut the fuck up and go back there man that's Karen energy it's like no shut up you know yeah. that's I'm about to go Karen on you for going Karen because like these people are working there's three people up there clearly I think he was like I want to talk to the manager and he literally stepped aside and said he's right here on the <laughs> computer trying to figure out why it won't scan um that is bad carry energy. Yeah. But like when, I mean, listen, our landlords are pretty cool. I think our uh, repair people are actually pretty cool. They did repair our wall in a, in a timely manner. But then again, they came if. to us with this uh, lease and went 10 months for this much increase. And Grace went, no, 12 months, this much increase. And they came back and said, okay.
1: Got it. You know, you got to advocate for yourself. Ex- you, yeah, exactly. You, know, you deserve it.
0: It's like, you know, hey, we're all...
1: It's a fine line, but, you know, you just... We're,
0: we're, we're professional here, but, like, they're not your friend. They're not our friends.
1: Yeah, that's a big thing we to are, remember. With all negotiations. Yes. No one's your friend.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um...
1: you You... It's eight people... A group of eight. Y'all are at a restaurant trying to split the bill. There are no friends here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I only ate one breadstick, so mm. I will be paying 25 cents for breadsticks. Thanks.
0: I didn't Bye. want the calamari. Okay. I didn't even, didn't even make good calamari here. Okay. So Did you I'm know not- that
1: most calamari is not actually from squids? It's it's pigs.
0: Yeah. You know, most it's calamari. Pig, it's pig butthole. Yeah. It, it, and I ain't paying I, for that. I heard about okay. that somewhere. On Reddit, maybe. You know how you cook calamari? On a burning bridge, because I'm not fucking all of you. I'm <laughs> not paying for the calamari. Um... <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> so but anyway um i think you want to talk a little bit about doom 3do oh
0: it's just like
1: i'm so happy oh. that video came out i'm so happy we didn't get anything wrong i'm really grateful to yeah, yeah. i guess for all the research we did and i know, that sounds weird i'm grateful yeah. to myself for i'm being grateful awesome, I mean, i'm gra- also <laughs> I'm
0: great adam uh adam did a- adam did the edit um uh, I took, I, I, I had to pick it up and kind of do the last about like 20% of it. And then also thanks to like Becky for like po- pointing on a couple of things. And so um, we made the post on Patreon, but actually uh, between the Patreon post and the YouTube public post, there was a, a pretty like about like a like a minute, 45 seconds more of stuff kind of tossed in. And yeah. There. And
1: I, I detailed those changes in a post on the Patreon. Yeah. Nothing, and nothing
0: super major, but yeah. like it was, she you know, she pointed out like, oh, you got this number wrong and this little thing here and she's like hey by the way can you shout me out uh at the end and then <laughs> and then she leaked the video So <laughs> funny. Mean, Like again like thank you to becky um you know this is actually the second time we've touched on this topic but the first time we've given it like this much light so we've uh like you know had been in contact with her for a little bit and she's been pretty cool for our, our little channel and stuff um, and it was very, very uh, nice of her to watch the, the, the Patreon cut and give us that feedback. But I guess uh, some wires got crossed. I don't know. But she uh, posted the Patreon cut um, last uh, uh, Monday, like th- that night. I think we put it up on or not on the Wednesday. I forget shortly after we put it up on patreon she tweeted it out
1: so funny she like tweeted it and then i think immediately went to bed yeah <laughs> we were just like
0: no. and like people were replying like hey thanks becky but i think this is a not a and i had to jump and be like yeah no it's nice but this is not public yet and i dm'd her and um and then she deleted the tweet uh which was you know it, it's it's whatever it's whatever you know it wasn't a big deal but it was very <laughs> funny that this i think the first time that we have ever had a video leak um, and it was a developer of, you know, it was one of, one of like the developers of a doom port, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which is just about the most, exactly. like,
1: actually a really influential developer period. Yeah. Since, like a, you know, she's been, been in it. She was like the first like professional esports person winner. Yeah. Ever. I, I I'm not get, sure that that's in the video, right?
0: Yeah. The, um, uh, the she won the, uh, uh, space invaders, space Invaders contest in 1980 and was able to parlay that into uh getting like a computer or moving to i forget exactly i, I but think a game
1: development job she, yeah
0: she was able to like yeah that was that was the start of her career was winning that and then she just kind of um just kind of kept fucking going from there and it's yeah like,
1: like helped make you know was very instrumental in bard's a bard's tale the mm-hmm. original one or bard's tale bard yeah
0: i think it is yeah but is it the is it a Bard's Tale or Bard's Tale? I know is maybe like...
1: the remake of Bard's Tale?
0: You know what? I, I know. couldn't tell you.
1: I actually am not. I... I've only I've played a little bit of a Bard's Tale on the Ouya, <laughs> and that's it. And that's <laughs> it. And it was the remake one. Man, so that's I, I like... would like to, to call myself not an expert.
0: That's almost like <laughs> I love Resident Evil Four, but I've only played the Zebo version. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it truly, truly is. Um, but yeah, like it's so that I'm happy the video done i'm happy people seem to like it you know and it's I'm, yeah. I'm ready for the next one yeah i'm
0: really happy with the reaction i'm happy that it's out um i mean the whole team did a good job but i also can't lie and say i'm glad that video is out of my goddamn life <laughs> it was just uh
1: <laughs> yeah poor poor derek had uh, um it this video took a lot longer than we expected to edit and i part of that is because of how complicated it was um dealing with this sort of story we really hadn't ever done before in a weird way where, where there's a lot of back and forth between like two people who we also don't have in the video. Like usually. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, there was a lot of like kind of complicated animation stuff and things that, our editor had to do, and then they had to kind of tap off the project. Derek had to tap on. So, as part of that, I've given Derek the week off this week. Thank you yep. for being on the podcast. This, your is the, week this off. really,
0: this is the only work related thing I am doing this yeah. week. Um. I, um yeah, I'm. Yeah. I. What,
1: what have you done today? What have you done today? Like, what? Actually, what are your? This is like my. Oh. You know, what are you going to do? I'm going to Disneyland. Question. What What is your big plan for the week? If you want to share that, with I want
0: to. I want to like I want to play like here's the thing is I have learned that I need to do relaxation and recharging as two separate things for me one is like you know lots of rest just sleeping a lot making sure your sleep schedule is right and just taking it easy I also need to have like procrastination tasks I need fulfillment I need to do stuff I need to go to the gym I need to uh listen to some music make some music uh I need to I, I it's I like being creative. The act of creating is actually a very relaxing thing for me, but with the channel, you know, there's always deadlines. There's always like the pressure of like, it's gotta be good. Cause the fucking rent's gotta get paid. Um, and so, uh, having low stakes creative time is actually really important. Or just even like, just like watching, uh, a movie or like, yeah, listening to an album and just really kind of geeking out about the things I like about it. So, uh, yeah, earlier today I was, futzing around with RPG Maker and I kind of have this little idea for a little RPG that I'm trying to kind of, just learning out like if I can do the thing I want to do and how I really like when I look at a program and I'm like, what What are the parameters? What's, what's like what are the edges here? What are the corners? What can I do? And what can I do inside this box? Um, and just kind of figuring that out and just, I don't know, that's really fun. I want to do more of that. I want to make some more music um and uh you know i you know what i i didn't really want to last night but grace kind of like was kind of pushing towards it and i'm really glad that she forced me to watch uh it follows you were like i'm in the mood for a horror movie and i was like i don't know if I'm really want to watch a horror movie but she's and like and then
1: you were like i want to watch this horror movie and i was like no you don't because <laughs> you want what i want
0: <laughs> and uh i um I, I thought that um i had not seen it follows i knew You know, heard all about it, and I'd seen a handful of gifts online, and I I thought that I had been spoiled on it. Um, and nah, man, no, uh, holy shit! And also just like, uh, hearing "Disaster Piece" on the soundtrack, and that is always so wild to me because I don't I don't know "Disaster Piece" like personally, but I remember being introduced to Disaster Disasterpiece, who's a chiptune artist who also did Hyper Light Drifter and Fez and many, many, many other things, but he's probably best known for the Fez soundtrack and and this one. Um, but uh, back in like 2007, I remember listening to a podcast called the Game Wave Podcast who are, they're called the Pterodactyl Squad or T-Squad, which I, you know what? Right, right, yeah, that's good shit. Nah, that's good shit, guys. Silent P. But the Game Wave Podcast was like the first chiptune podcast i ever that was kind of like my introduction to like oh people make new music with old because i love video game music but i never thought people would it was original music on nintendo like that thing was like mind-blowing to me uh and i remember that like uh disaster piece had a song called jump error and it's like one of the first like kind of chiptune songs i remember I'm being like this is fucking rad and that dude's out here scoring movies uh and like it was just he's I, done
1: a couple other things he's, you,
0: since oh he's yeah i I, I, follows, I mean right? i looked him up and he's very super prolific he has put out a ton of music just personally but he's also done a lot of other games he's done a handful of movies now he's on like four or five movies
1: that's wild um very cool it was very weird watching and this is not i don't think this is a spoiler for it follows and obviously we're going to avoid spoiler talk but at the beginning of the movie there are some songs that were it felt a little confusing because I was yeah. like, "Am I? Are we playing Final Fantasy right now?" Yeah, there's, <laughs> like,
0: so a lot. Derek's been
1: playing Final Fantasy six, and I was
0: just yeah. like, "This feels very Final Fantasy VI. It feels very Fez, you know. <laughs> a lot like like in, in the music in that film is fantastic, uh, especially like the tense spoilers chase <laughs> ch- <laughs> chases.
1: Oh, okay. Where they're being followed. Yeah, the parts where it was follows. Yeah, yeah. Like Zizzy. really,
0: really good. Like his 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 tracks have movements like the very percussive you are being chased and then the kind of like the song is still kind of thumping and going, but like, okay, we maybe got away. We're still in chase mode, but it's like sort of like okay, we're in yellow, you know, uh, uh mode. That's all great. Before kind of the following happens and all of that this moment we're just meeting the character and she's just like you know putting on makeup or whatever and she's like walking through the forest and stuff um and it's very just kind of like these big synth like kind of synth chords and it does feel a little out of place in a movie and not like i'm in a forest in final fantasy you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and it it took me out of the picture a little bit um but
1: Oh yeah, and clarification: we are not talking about disaster piece by Slipknot.
0: Oh yeah, disaster piece. <laughs> yeah, disaster P-E-A-C-E. a c e.
1: It is a Chip Tune artist. Yes, that disaster. Derek has actually been following for several years now. And so, is
0: is the Slipknot song actually disaster pieces? I no, you I'm were saying. looking it up yesterday. You know what? I really like. I, I, I listen. I'm. I do. I do like my heavy metal. I like my extreme, crazy, dumbass metal. I I have ne- never liked Slipknot. There's just something about that sound of, I just don't, it just never done it for me. And specifically like Iowa is the album I probably listened to the most. And that's the one that has disaster pieces on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's supposed to be like, I think that's kind of generally considered their best one, their heaviest one or whatever. I don't know. There's just something about like the energy in people equal shit. Just like, it just doesn't hit me. I don't know. It just feels, it's very loud and aggressive, but like, in a way that just doesn't work for me i don't know i've just never liked i've just never been impressed with slipknot
1: mm-hmm. i don't know sorry yeah
0: i mean i don't i listen i and uh, i'm fully aware i'm the weird one
1: yeah nobody's perfect but like
0: i guess i i, I <laughs> w- it was like you know conversion dillinger escape plan and like number 12 looks like you and i uh, other, other crazy you know car bomb and cephalic carnage was like that was my shit slipknot just wasn't wasn't it for me man sorry <laughs> um uh, yeah. I, I wish
1: I could participate in this conversation more more, but I've realized over the years that I just I tend to not listen to music that has the guitar in it, which is sort of a weird thing that's happened yeah, that, over my life. You've, my you've kind of
0: you've laxed up on that a little bit, we've, I think. We've been listening
1: to that one band a lot that has the I, I don't remember the. Th- th- they're they're I mean, super
0: they're like a big they're a really big technical metal band, but oh but like more of like a, a Spanish guitar influence like i feel like there's a they play a lot of nylon string guitar and Can you don't um, remember their name either no i'll, I'll look it up i'll look it up they, they might actually be like you know uh native spain or mexico so it's their, their P- name Polyphia.
1: Be, okay, okay okay, or right. Polyphia. Polyphia, yeah highly um, recommend them that's some real fun guitar stuff
0: yeah but it's i had a friend uh back in my college radio days uh because there was like four or five of us that were all like did, we, 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 we all had like the the thursday night metal block uh and we all were just really into like the extreme crazy metal stuff and you know we had friends who were into the more indie rock or the hip-hop stuff and i had a friend who was into the hip-hop stuff um and he was like i really like metal until the cookie monster shows up (laughs) But he's like i can get uh, the grooves are great i really love a good riff but then when the the you know you see and he would call it the cookie monster and um i i can agree and I think for you, it's just that this band is is they're not just about the riff; they're a little more melodic with it, and a little more showy. And they also have a handful of like uh, uh, guest singers that kind of have a kind of a style they, who
1: cross over with actually. Um, I also I'm a really big fan of a DJ, I guess, like a guy who does remixes called uh, Sean Wasabi. He's also he's a YouTuber actually, yes. primarily and. He, some of the one of the vocalists that is on this poly- Polyphia song mm-hmm. or one of their songs is also on one of Sean's. Is that, is that the, the, so. the
0: countdown song or the ABC? It's the, the, the ABC. Oh, it. yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: Really like that song. It's very fun.
0: I also, shout outs to Sean Wasabi. Like, I'm not, I, I'm, dude hasn't put out work in a little bit, but like, man, he put out the album in 2020 and like front to back, pretty goddamn solid. And for a while, Sean Wasabi was like pretty much every everything he put out was a goddamn hit. Mm-hmm.
1: And his for, hit, for us at least. I'm yeah. not sure how well it actually. Man, his attention to over. detail
0: uh, in his lyrics uh, and um, his melodies and just how economic and tight. Like he make oh man. No, I can, I can geek out on, on some Sean Wasabi for a while. I think his his stuff is pretty incredible.
1: Yeah. Well, but, how do we get here? What are we talking about? Where? Um, <laughs> how do we get here? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, in addition to watching, I think it was because we watched uh, It Follows. Oh, yeah, It Follows. But really, the, thing the only is, reason I, I feel like you were willing to watch a movie is because you were sort of on a break. And so you're like, yeah. yeah, you know, it, it is five o'clock. I can <laughs> whatever. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. So that, that was fun. You've also played um, a couple of video games. And oh, this man. sort of ties into a question we got onto the, oh, the Patreon okay. So this is from Sputnik, um, who says that they don't like character action games all that much, could never get into DMC Bayonetta or anything else like it. Um, God of War was one of their very few. And now Hi-Fi Rush is added to the list. Where does it fall on your rankings of character action games?
0: I'm not really uh, the person to ask, I think, Um, though... I, I went, just
1: because you're not an action game guy. I don't
0: play it. No, I, I don't play a ton of character action games. It's true. I played the first God of War. Uh, I played. A, I played a little bit of Bayonetta. I need to play more Bayonetta. I really did enjoy Bayonetta, but like just for whatever reason, whenever I was playing, I just it, it just was. I don't know. I remember when uh, Devil May Cry three came out. I was not super impressed with it, but I got way into Ninja Gaiden. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I kind of feel like bloodborne and elden ring satisfy that kind of i think people that play a lot of devil may cry and bayonetta with my might squirm in their seats to hear me say this but like i i get that fix out of my dark souls games Mm -hmm. so you know if i'm like bloodborne is a fantastic character action game well there's no characters
1: like you have to make characters
0: i mean that's the thing well so
1: I think we're, you have to say we're arguing
0: game. semantics here and Are I, we? Yes.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's an important part because the care it's, I mean, it's it's r- about the the
0: character action game is just like you're one it's basically a 3D brawler where you can do air combo juggles. You know, it's But I, I think an important part that. is
1: also like the aesthetic of having like the fun witty protagonist who does silly sassy things. <laughs> I, I guess I, <laughs> you st- know like, like Bayonetta or like Dante or God forbid, Kratos or mm. whatever, and
0: I think I think that's an important you, part. It of is it. an important part. We don't have to have that, you okay. know. It's like not. It's not. Not every band has to have a bassist and a guitarist and a drummer, kind of a thing, you know. Like you can still, you can be genre, but like kind of. I guess. I guess you know what. Like this. This type of discussion doesn't really interest me. <laughs> okay. I don't know. All right. All, all I know is like, if I'm in the mood for a Devil May Cry type of game, uh, I could play Elden Ring or Bloodborne and feel fine.
1: But how? What about Hi-Fi Rush? Because Hi-Fi Rush is made by the Tango Gameworks, who made one of your favorite games of all time, man, oh,
0: Evil Within 2. To Evil Within 2. I-, I fucking love that game still. Um, and uh, I get the sense that that game totally bombed and no one liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a That game, like, oh, man, the, 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 the sidebar, Evil Within fandom is so weird because, like, those two games... It's like I, every time I hear someone complain about they 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 praise Evil Within 1 or critique Evil Within 2 in a way I disagree but I'm like yeah but you're not wrong Evil Within 2 was a very very different game than Evil Within 1 but it needed to be but also the like like the gigantic bloated mess of Evil Within 1 is itself like kind of a brilliant interesting little thing but uh
1: but basically I think they alienated anyone because <sighs> evil within one was already such a weird game that only yeah. a specific kind of person was really going to enjoy doesn't i don't i believe it does not have broad appeal technical issues aside even if it did play perfectly but it's like the it people it probably didn't the have people a that like that appeal. game
0: super super duper like yeah game. and then
1: so it was a big mistake to change some of that for the but it needed game. to
0: happen and also one did it I, I you, you you could not follow that I the, the the genius of Evil Within 2. Okay, Evil Within 1 is like a double album where none of the songs are really bad, but you probably could have cut this down and made it one album. There's
1: no curation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It it, it was, was just like, I mean, you're like, you're like track for track, it's all good, but I really have a hard time sitting through both, you know, both CDs here, right? And then um even within two is an attempt to remake that album, but just on one CD, and it is a tighter, fuller, more complete, like front to back, a better product. But it does not have all of the very the variety of the first, uh, you know, the double LP, the the first game. You know, you lose a lot of the kind of weird, kind of Sin City, you know, noir aesthetic. Uh, you lost the the lighters. Um, and you, a lot of the matrix bendy stuff, the nightmary stuff is like more segmented and not so random in evil within two, but I just feel like the whole thing made sense.
1: And in exchange, we got one of the best video game quotes of all time, (laughs) which is, but there's evil within (laughs) two. So good. He's like,
0: you got to come with me. I'm not going out there. It's fucking evil. That may be True. When there's evil in it too, and then they both stop and look at the camera. Oh, it's so. Oh, uh, it's great. It's so good. But so and and the, I,
1: and I've been worried about Tango GameWorks. Oh since yeah, because uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. I, I completely
0: I, forgot about that game, man. That well, just seemed I, to come I'm and sure go. That
1: it got. I'm not sure what kind of sales it got.
0: I don't think uh, that
1: it sold. It's so I'm looking at their Wikipedia page. It looks like it sold 10,000 physical copies on its first week in Japan. Which doesn't sound that doesn't sound great, great
0: but <laughs> but it, I, it's
1: hard to say because are most people buying it online?
0: And that yeah, that that's, I don't know. yeah, you know, that's like, like sometimes there's like yeah, here's the charts for the for Europe, but like these are just these don't count the digital ones. So it's like, what are we doing?
1: Yeah, so it's it's hard he, to here's say here's here's,
0: the, here's the, the 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 real like under the under the you know under the table narrative of Evil Within Two. Shinji Mikami started his own uh. His own studio after he left Capcom and he is a genius his ability to craft game design his attention to detail on just raw game design is uh, you know nearly peerless in the era of video games um, he needed to be saved from himself though and by putting John Johannes in the director's chair for the second game that was low key the smartest thing he he did for that game was he found? And this is something he's very good at. He found a very young, hungry, talented person, and he did that with uh, Hideki Kamiya with Resident Evil Two. Um, uh, he did that with um, who's the, the the fun spooky gal who actually quit? But sh- uh, um, she's like the big, she's like the main art director for uh, the first two Evil Within games, and and uh, she did a presentation for Ghostwire Tokyo, and she's like it's spooky, and she was all just like a super cute, really charming lady. Um, but she was in charge of directing Ghostwire. And then I think she uh, left to work at Platinum. I think she just kind of didn't want to be in charge of big projects and just kind of wanted... To, maybe that was not the role for her. Mm-hmm. So, but,
1: Well, but anyway, I, I want to bring us back around because I know I know oh, we I'm, could I'm, talk I'm, about Evil Within 2
0: forever. I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. Are, it was just... I, so, But it felt like Evil Within 2 bombed. And I was like, man, so maybe... Mikami made this decision, but, like, you know, the sales weren't there, and perhaps it was, like, not the smartest decision to put Johannes in the the, the driver's seat. But John Johannes is the director of uh, Hi-Fi Rush, mm-hmm. and I was just so happy to see the two of them together. It was just, like, because I don't know a whole lot about this John Johannes, but, like, he just he was not there on Evil Within 1, suddenly he's there, and Evil Within 2 is a masterpiece. Seems like the, he was a huge component of it. Uh, and then I I look at this game, and it's, like, yeah, it seems like it's fucking great.
1: What What is it? Because I I actually haven't. I don't really. I was not watching yeah. this Xbox uh presentation where it just got yeah. surprise dropped. So
0: it is it is a character action game when you're doing combos, air juggles, and all that stuff. Uh, however, it is a rhythm based one. Mm-hmm. So you are encouraged to land your button presses uh, on the rhythm. Oh God. Okay. And um, but that sounds stressful. It, it reminded me a lot of the uh, Helsinger oh yeah that Um, that metal hell singer yeah which which uh, is such
1: a cool idea but didn't quite come together for me me. yeah Yeah. i I mean both of us tried it we couldn't really figure out when when it worked it was awesome but most of the time we could not get it to work and could not play it correctly
0: yeah (laughs) and when i when i went to i went to twitter and talked about it and it really felt like people were like yeah i'm not getting it i yeah i don't get it but a lot of people were also going like what are you talking about i just what this game's amazing i click with me right away i don't even play music and i'm just and i'm like oh but i, I actually do play music in this
1: i wonder <laughs> if it was because we were playing it maybe the xbox port wasn't quite that good or maybe yeah. it needed to be played on a keyboard and mouse like all i know it might be something like that
0: is hi-fi rush clicked immediately with me i was getting the uh uh the music notes then the audience going yeah when you do it correctly and um that, so the combat is fun, and I like that rhythm thing, and it just seems to click with me. But really, this game is fucking gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, and it is really stylish, very cartoony. It's a little bit of it's 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 very much uh, jet Jet Set Radio, Jet Grind Radio, um, but it, also with a lot of the kind of um, steampunk aesthetic that seems to borrow a lot from border a little bit from borderlands um but it it is basically this kind of modern game of like here's a living breathing cartoon here's a cartoon that you are controlling uh and for me like this is this is as good as graphics need to be and uh, we're playing on series x frame rate was fucking fantastic i think one thing that helps is that everything in the world like pulses and pulses to the rhythm Every just this very Ratchet & clank style busy worlds with lots of uh, just stuff everywhere, but it's all like shifting and clicking and flashing to the rhythm. So there's just everything is telling you can never lose the rhythm. It's always there, or you can push the select button or the whatever the, the left button is. The I don't know to me it's the select button. Oh, the, the start button's on the right. The right one the button that is close to the uh you know the D pad, um, and you can have a little metronome thing on the bottom. And I think what the the difference between this and maybe Hellsinger is uh if you if you're off rhythm you just get fewer points and you won't be able to do your cool uh, finisher. But you will still do you will still make the attack. You 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 will just be encouraged to you'll be rewarded for hitting uh the rhythm. In Metal Hellsinger if you missed a rhythm I think it was like you just wouldn't shoot or your shots would be so weak that it was like you you might as well you have to be on the rhythm and you got nothing. And also the game was first person. I struggled a lot with like not only like, you know, keeping the rhythm, but also knowing where to aim and where to jump and where to do all that stuff. Uh, And I feel like because this is a nice third person game with the camera control and it just feels like it's lower stakes. But I only got to the first boss and I really, really, really enjoyed it. Then I noticed that Goldeneye also came out (laughs) and I haven't gone back to hi-fi since. (laughs) Um, you you were playing oh. Goldeneye on
1: on the Xbox, on also Xbox, yeah. not not a, not the Switch version, which I've heard has some issues.
0: The Switch version is apparently a straight conversion of the N sixty four game.
1: So it's just straight emulation.
0: Yeah, it is just. Well, I guess they, they're
1: both kind of emulation. No, well,
0: this is well, this is more of a from the ground up remake because. Uh, the textures are way it's like in 4k and the textures are like super blown up in a way that like is not great but <laughs>
1: the text on the xbox version <laughs> is so bad it doesn't look like they ref- they did fix do the that texture. yeah those are and like- it's just art we have a 4k tv so it's just it's literally like blown it's out so blurry <laughs> it's so funny
0: but i But everything
1: else actually looks pretty sharp
0: yeah i i, I guess it that the game is not a hundred percent uh there's certainly problems Man, I couldn't really be bothered. didn't bother me at all. I still mm-hmm. played it for a long time. I do think there are bits and pieces with some of the collision and some of the, the movement is not quite there. Um, man, I, I, I literally got like two or three seconds away from getting the invincibility cheat. So my muscle memory was still there. I was still able to rip through. Um, I got all the way to the uh, the statue stage and I've got almost all of the cheats, I think yeah the invincibility she didn't get and i, I was at the uh, the 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 frigate the uh uh whatever the boat
1: mm-hmm.
0: that one on um secret agent is is that that one's really difficult to get i haven't gotten that one yet but I, I basically jumped back in and it was like yeah the muscle memory was still there it was hitting enough of the marks for me and
1: i guess the biggest disappointment great. for me was that they didn't somehow implement online multiplayer.
0: There is clearly some shenanigans going on and and th- 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 this game has always been stuck in a a, a licensing crossfire mm-hmm. uh, because the game has multiplayer, does not have online multiplayer. um, and it's also weird to watch the intro startup and you know, before the ba ba, wow, ba, will and It's just like the logos spinning, the heartbeat and all that stuff. Usually, you're used to seeing, the Nintendo logo do one rotation then fade out. And then the rare logo do one rotation and then fade out. Instead. It's just like the, it's the rare logo that rotates like one and a half, maybe two times. And then it fades out. It's weird to not see that Nintendo logo. Mm I start up and it also has like the copyright at the very beginning. It's weird to see like 1963 to 2023 on the copyrights. Like that's fucking strange. Um, Yeah that's it's weird but this one's 4K i think it's a different developer made it it has online but only local but then again the switch version has online but it's there's no matchmaking it's only friends lists
1: oh okay so like that's that's also disappointing that's not
0: great but like it's yeah man like people want to get on
1: and also, it's on their expansion pack yeah. service, Which so I, it's like the extra extra thing.
0: I I we we didn't get it because it yeah it's, it's we actually it's, we
1: canceled our Switch online altogether. I think so we haven't we? really oh, yeah we haven't really.
0: I I was playing Earthbound. Um,
1: oh okay, maybe we did the
0: other uh, a couple months ago, unless it <laughs> expired on, over Christmas. I but need like, to get
1: on top of whatever we're doing with our Switch yeah, subscription.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but it's it's the you know it's like the reason why. We got the GoldenEye remake that had Daniel Craig. You know, it's like Nintendo published the game, but Microsoft owns Rare, but uh, E.O. A. Whatever the, the 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 weird company that owns the the James Bond uh, license. Uh, they're like, we're not going to release a James Bond game that doesn't have a new Bond in it. It's mm-hmm. got to have Daniel Craig. I think so. The Wii remake was a weird compromise. All that licensing red tape, uh, and the and the Wii remake by itself is like fine it's just like a you know a call of duty game and uh it's the, that that was such a weird game because it's like not they tried to sell it like it was a remake to or was it was it was like oh this is finally golden hd you know that we all wanted and it wasn't that but people were still like appreciated what it was in its own terms
1: mm-hmm. um didn't it use like we motion shooting yeah 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 it's one of those I'm, I'm so fascinated by that being an actually a good way to oh uh bro
0: do a first person shooter yeah play more metroid prime and
1: i know i i do, still i like, think i've i've only ever done the first level or yeah i'm not sure if it,
0: it, it is it <laughs> i is, haven't gotten very far it is remarkable to play the metroid prime on gamecube and just realize how they 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 pulled it off it's amazing how good that game was and still is However, oh, and
1: I, I am saying that the Wii mode is really good yeah, for shooters. I, like, exactly. I, I'm always like so impressed at how good it is and how some people I've, I've there's a small but dedicated group of people who have moved to the Wii, like, you know, are able to use it on Steam games and yeah. stuff like that because they like it so much. Oh, and I, those people are
0: Metro pretty Prime, fantastic. Metroid Prime surely needs to come out again because playing playing that game on a Wii mode is like it's fucking incredible. It's so good um and well that's
1: the problem is that the switch uh joy cons don't work you know obviously yeah, there's it, no ir blaster it doesn't work the same way so yeah. it it wouldn't probably wouldn't be as
0: good but you know. but there there is stuff that ha- yeah it's it's a weird it, if the, the reality is like not to get kind of keep further and further off topic here but like nintendo never gave a shit about metroid <laughs> J- nintendo of japan has never really liked metroid mm-hmm. which is why they were like some brand new company in, in america is gonna make a first person version of it whatever <laughs> we're gonna do like the actual sequel to metroid to super metroid on the gba which is the of the most like of course you know sure thing in the world uh and we'll just let you, you knuckleheads do whatever you want federation force yeah sure whatever it's metroid who cares you know <laughs> other m yeah whatever i don't care um yeah. But I don't know. I, I think that there is. I haven't really been looking at the discourse around Goldeneye. I imagine there are some people that that. I imagine that like no one is like truly satisfied with the situation we have now, especially in the light of Perfect Dark HD that's been around since 2010 or whatever. Uh which perfect you know Perfect Dark HD, um you know, on rare replay and all that stuff has been fucking amazing. It's always been an absolutely incredible version of that game. Better than the N64. And a lot of that is just like what those games, what Perfect Dark and GoldenEye needed. All they needed to do really was just fix that frame rate and give it modern controls. And that is what uh, Perfect Dark HD did. Um, And that's really all we ever wanted from GoldenEye. But for me, that's, I think I'm getting that enough here. Well, I I just feel like it was such an important multiplayer game
1: that it's to me it's frustrating it doesn't have like online matchmaking but maybe that was just too deep too deep of a rabbit hole for anyone to get into for whatever reason so the the
0: fact that we have two different versions of gold knight hd you know gold knight has been re-released now in two separate forms it just also has the the licensing around it is still too this was uh, this was the best we got
1: on a punching weight note though it is incredibly rare to get in this day and age to get such different versions of yeah two games yeah yeah. So it's I mean I guess they're not quote unquote like so different like we're not dealing with like a you know different campaign on one or something like that. It, it's not we're not like in that yeah court, you know it's not like that. But
0: it's something to think about. Not like, not like, not about, like, not I like guess. a Doom port or anything like that. I yeah but, oh but yeah it is. but uh, I know. That's Before. how rare and wild and different and fucking weird this is. This, yeah. yeah,
1: this, oh, the joys of copyright licensing.
0: And I hope you're happy, Grace. The chat's going crazy because you did happen to say that it's rare for this uh. to happen. Uh. <laughs> you know what? I never realized it. Uh, I started the beginning of the ukulele video all those years ago. I said, it's rare. We feel like we need to talk about a modern game. I did not mean that to be a pun. I remember that was one of the first few comments I got for that video. I was like, oh, my God, why the fuck? What am I? Sleep at the wheel. What am I doing? Um, yeah. Well,
1: yeah. I guess um, I, I will... Just to kind of wrap up on this topic, I know Modern Vintage Gamer does great work. I have not watched his video yet, but a oh, couple days ago yet? he put one out. Yeah, that I'm man is a machine. No, yep. I you know so I recommend everyone check that out. I probably will be checking that I'm out. I'm Sure, later Digital tonight.
0: Foundry boys are on that shit too. Oh yeah, the boys. Yeah, no, i um, my <laughs> life in gaming. I'm, I'm sure that there we had yeah, there. Listen. You know you, you know what you get from Uncle Derek and the deuce, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want that super technical breakdown stuff, you probably should go someplace else. You know where to go. You know where to go. We got our little niche, little corner of the internet over here, so you know what's up.
1: And actually, back to questions, that was basically from Matic, wondering if um, the modern controls on the Xbox One makes the game feel too easy. Almost like the game was designed to have bad control.
0: No, no, <laughs> but, dude. Gold- I mean,
1: you're you're someone who's been playing GoldenEye on a dual analog format,
0: <laughs> like quite a bit. A little bit. I mean, no, like I, the, the dual At least analog video, most recently yeah, for, for the video. Yeah, <laughs> I I still stand that like you know GoldenEye is similar to like uh I would say like the Dreamcast version of Fancy Star Online, and that like uh it has an odd auto aim that is tuned just right that. I, I think that if you kind of know how to meet the game halfway, you can sort of the game will pick up where you want to shoot and take you there. Uh, it's like, you know, you playing a, playing an MMO like Fantasy Star Online, you thinking not having direct camera control or uh, uh, you in order for your attacks to hit, you have to be locked on to enemies. And that is 100 percent an automated thing. Sounds like a, a recipe for disaster. Sonic Team somehow back in the day made it work. Uh, and I feel that I've always said that I think Gold is a little rougher on the edges, but I think just if you the, they they tuned it just right. That being said, though, some of those missions on double Asian are fucking hard. That game is still super hard. And even with the uh, um, I, oh man beating the silo on double Asian took me like four or five tries, even with the new controls and all that stuff like, nope, that game's still tough. I was there and I haven't even gotten to like to the train yet. I have there even for gone all like the cursing. Dude, Aztec, I can't... I can't oh man, beating I'm at- just...
1: It's so funny because you're over there getting so stressed out and mad. Or I guess you're having fun. It, yeah, it I seems. mean, it's... But you're just like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm an idiot. Oh, yeah. you're just saying stuff like that. And I'm just over, like, playing Slay the Spire on the Switch. Like, or you some, know, just being like, ha- in my head oh, in the clouds, like, just having fun. And you're like...
0: like <laughs> the first guy in the in the bathroom in the, f- the facility <laughs> that you 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 probably need to kill. Mm-hmm. If you want to on Double O Asian, you don't have to... Sometimes that guy just takes like seven hits. Sometimes you're like aiming at his heart and it's like, I'm just somehow only hitting his, his, his wrist. And it's like nine hits. And he's not dead yet. Like what? You know, other <laughs> times I'm just like, bam, hit him in the shin. And he's dead immediately. You know? So it's like this fucking guy right here, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So to another remake of a 30 year old game, um, have you considered trying the Resident Evil 4 HD product before the remake? This is from oh. Nielsen. Um, as we know, you have played this game many times, not not the HD version, but yeah. it, what are what are? Do you have any plans to go do the HD version? Man, like, before the I mean, I'm not even sure think, when the remake comes out. Has that has it been announced officially?
0: The date? I, I think it was March, but. Recently, the date was, like, changed on Steam to, like, coming soon, and I thought that was a big deal, and I tweeted about it. Everyone's like, no, it's fine. <laughs> so I, I think it's still probably set for, like, a month and a half. Um Yeah, I should go back and check it out. But if it's, like, if it is just, like, hey, we made Resident Evil 4, but, like, even prettier, that sounds, like, fun, but, like, not necessarily. To, I mean, to
1: a certain degree, you already got that with the oh, VR edition of Resident yeah. Evil 4.
0: I mean... But the VR the VR edition, for what it's worth, that is just like the most polished looking GameCube game ever. It really was not attempt. It was it was. It's a weird thing of like it's HD and it's super crisp, but it's like it still looks like a GameCube game, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I I mean I guess like photorealism and all that stuff is great. It's never something I've been like just I just have a huge passion for. But I do know that like the people that made that big HD. Uh, fanry makeup and working on it for like a decade and like found like you know the uh, the statues and pillars and, and paintings that like they, they were probably taken from and got better photographs of this this piece of art here and looking through different books and stuff and they've done an incredible amount of research to get every tiny little detail uh, up, up to as, as high quality as possible and so I need to, because I really respect that journey. But honestly, like, it's not really something I care a whole lot about. Mm-hmm. But I think we were just kind of so busy with all the bad ports, <laughs> all the Zebo <laughs> and mobile ports that like I just was like, ah, I don't want to see really good Resident Evil Four right now.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, people posting link in the chat here. Okay, I just just download it right then. All right, <laughs> y'all doing it for me.
1: Okay, so...
0: Oh, on March 24th. Tw- thank you, Spudnik, in the chat. March 24th is still the uh, release date for the uh, remake.
1: Yay. I'm apprehensive. We don't... It'll probably be
0: good. Here's the thing. If that remake comes out and it sucks, we still have Resident Evil 4. So like it's the lowest stakes possible. Or we can go back and play that... Get that Dead Space remake, which is apparently fucking amazing.
1: Ugh, I really want to get it, but I, I still have a hard time doing 70 bucks on a a game
0: that yeah. I've you know. I, I, it's not 70. 60, right? I think
1: it's 70. Oh yeah. For the the current gen consoles at least.
0: But that it's really, really good, super good um dead space. I is, would love
1: to play that again. So yeah. 70 on PS5. We 60 be, on we, Steam. Okay, be, yeah. We would be getting, getting it on Series X. Yeah. So. Um anyway, so this is another question from Blake. And actually is it a question. You guys ever find an extremely obscure video game reference on a shirt? (laughs) For example, I have an unofficial shirt with Plato's Cavern advertisement from Snatcher on it, and everyone gets confused. And I actually all of your video game shirts are like that. I
0: prefer that me too i used to have a shirt that was um
1: well you actually everyone here has seen your video game shirts because we really we get those for the show yeah though derek's uniform is usually like video game t-shirt pants yeah some kind of no jeans
0: just pants a lot my first kind of video game t-shirt that i bought uh, i bought a shirt from threadless this is like 10 13 years ago now but i loved it because it was a it was like a drawing of like what looked like you know a, a car accident like a a car was overturned on the side and it hit a, uh, uh, you know, um, a manhole cover or something like that or a, a, hi- a fire hydrant. And then. um But there was a red shell.
1: Cute. Yeah. And it, it
0: just it did not look like it was a video game reference. It looked like it was like, oh, a scene of an accident on a T-shirt. Weird. OK. <laughs> but if you look close, it's like, no, there's a little red shell there. Mm-hmm. And it was a very thinly veiled video game reference T-shirt. And that was that was I really I, I like them But they're clever, you know. Uh, I I used to have a a a Devil May Cry, uh, shirt. Even though I didn't really like Devil May Cry that much, but like, I would just tell people that they were a metal band <laughs> when they asked what it was. Like, oh yeah, they, they probably haven't heard of them, but they're, just, they're kind of an underground light like, metal band. And they go, okay, yeah, sounds like one. <laughs> and I was like, like two two double shotguns around it, you know, so it looked like a metal band uh, logo for sure.
1: I have a a Pikmin shirt that has the I'm a bad Pikmin fan because I don't even know their names, but the the bad guys. One of the monsters from yeah. Pikmin on it. One
0: of the big guys that can roll over on people.
1: And has a red and white butt.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but anyway, so, but the... A borb? A Sh- Bulborb. That is 100% what it's okay. called. Yep. And anytime I have been out and someone has known what that is, we have had proceeded to have like a 10 minute conversation about it. It's always been very pleasant. <laughs> it's like, it, it's kind of a self-screening situation where it's like that you if you find the people who know then it's like really fun but most of the time you know whatever Mm -hmm. It it looks cool it's cool
0: i feel like though you have uh you know with the way music has grown everybody can have a weird band logo and the way anime has grown and changed and gotten so big like weird shirts with the strange design like it's not a big deal anymore uh and so you can have a super obscure meme yeah. or a reference to a band or a reference to an anime or a reference to a video game and it's like i don't think people really uh the, I, the the you're probably not impressed but i do think that there are people that like when they see it they see you got you know i i've I like the silent hill dog <laughs> you shirt. have a
1: discerning eye yeah
0: <laughs> I, I have a really fun uh a shirt that's like a really cute picture of a dog at a, a computer screen and it's like the ending that there's the dog ending to silent hill 2.
1: Another Jaime Ugarte shirt. Yep,
0: yep. Who I, I pretty much
1: every, we we just started adding like a a thanks to Jaime yeah. in every single <laughs> video we do because like all of most of our video game shirts are designed by him. He even designed one of our stop skeleton shirts, and every, we always get like twenty comments that are like, "Where did you get that shirt?" So it's just like,
0: it's like video. catnip. Like you know, dudes, dudes a solid artist. And I do like his stuff. I don't mean to buy it. I swear, I just see a really cool design. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I click on it, and it's like, hi, my shirt again. How did I do it? Yeah, I I can't help myself. His design's just like, man. Yeah.
1: All right. This question is from Levi. As a recent buyer of Sega Saturn, I fell down the rabbit hole of how insane its library is. Why do you think the latter half of Sega's console output was so bizarre? The N64 and PlayStation had their fair share of weirdness, but the Saturn and Dreamcast seemed to have mountains of out there experimental or eyebrow raising games.
0: Yeah, I um I don't really have an answer for this, but I, I remember when Sega left the hardware business. Then they they said we're not making consoles anymore. At the time, me and my friends in you know, high school were like, I thought it was a bittersweet because it's it was like so sad to see that like we're no longer gonna have like a Sega system anymore that's just fucking strange but then I was like but this is a great move for Sega because you know at the time they're going to be the best third party developer in the business because at the time they had you know Jack Ryan Radio and Choo Choo Rocket Samba de Amigo uh, Fancy Star Online they had so many weird cool projects that they were just doing stuff that nobody else was doing and it felt to me like oh well they're going to rule everything they're going to be so interesting and so unique doing shit nobody else is doing and they're going to be they're going to be fine didn't quite turn out that way but i just recall like it, it's it's that they 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 got hello they leaned into weird well i and think it, it was almost a, worked for as them.
1: a brand it's one of the major things that distinguished them from the competition it's just we we will let our system our games get little weird a little raunchy whatever like and it it's a way to distinguish CNN, you, you know, know it's like, like that the quote attitude thing that like helps distinguish you from nintendo which is mostly just a spark little in rainbow mm-hmm. company yeah. extremely tight games like there's nothing wrong with that but it, it is a way to distinguish your brand i think and i and then also when you do stuff like that that tends to attract other people like that i yeah. think i and I, I think that might be part of the reason of course, I'm not an expert on this. I, I really wish we had our friend Brian from the oh,
0: Sega the, the Saturn
1: cast, right? Yeah, about, it about
0: The Dreamcast Junkyard.
1: Drink, yeah, Saturn Junkyard, Dreamcast Junkyard. junkyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And who is a Sega fan from way back and yeah. really knows a lot more about the library than we do. Actually, that would be fun to have him as a guest
0: sometime. I, I, I was on his podcast. We should have him. Yeah,
1: on. I think I think he'd be down. Yeah. That would be really
0: fun. I, but yeah, no, just, yeah, Sega was on some other shit, and I think to a certain degree, like, uh, Nintendo has now kind of filled that role when you look at what Sony and Microsoft kind of bring to the table, their first-party output, and then you got Nintendo over here doing Splatoon, uh, Animal Crossing, and, and that type of stuff, like, you know, they're kind of like the new, almost like kind of bomb throwers that are just, like, upending and just challenging and really they kind of take, the, I think they took the Sega playbook, but they knew how to time and space, to, how to time out their releases and how to hone their craft and really like polish their shit uh, in a way that just Sega was always like the right idea with the wrong execution <laughs> or the wrong time. Like, oh, our Sega Saturn has online. It's 1998, man. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. And I think also like launching the Dreamcast with online was really, really cool, but like, yo, like, Xbox Live became a huge thing. It, be, it became a huge get for, you know, Xbox, but that didn't really become a huge get for them until like 2004, 2005, you know, after Halo 2.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it, they were just a, so ahead of the game, too ahead of the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so this is a question from FastCorp. You mentioned on a previous podcast playing Doom VFR, but did you try playing it with the plastic gun? I did with the one that came with Farpoint, and I was not even able to pass the tutorial.
0: Oh, I I I have the 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 big gun that you're supposed to play Killzone Three with. Mm-hmm. I haven't pulled it out. Um, yeah, you
1: should try that.
0: No, I, I, I to be honest, like the, the when I got Doom VFR working proper, it was when it was just like normal ass controls on a controller, and I was just basically aiming up, down, left, right with my visor with with my head and that was better than using the face buttons on the move controllers as up down left right even though they're like circular they're Mm -hmm. all the diagonal it just it just didn't work i haven't gone back to play it i don't think i will but i do (laughs) need to play doom 3 vr uh if only because it's a little slower and like probably a lot spookier i imagine playing that like in the dark like
1: might be a fun way to experience doom Three, which is not your favorite, no, I by any means. I I
0: I, I think Doom Three is f- so bland. Yeah, it's technically absolutely like a fucking stunner of a game. I just think it's so bland. I just, it just I, I've never been able to play Doom Three for longer than like an hour or two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It just doesn't really hold my attention.
1: <laughs> All right, so this question <laughs> is from Tuna, um, and their question is what? So this is a bit of a heavier topic. What are your thoughts on the environmental implications of the video game industry, especially the amount of non-biodegradable plastic? Uh, What do you think can change to improve the situation, and do you think gamers will accept these changes? So one Mm. thing, so that this, first of all, this is something we are not qualified to talk about. Second of all, this is something that I've actually wanted to make a video about at some point, Yeah. or I've considered, I've strongly considered this because one thing that I think is difficult about the environment and environmentalism is there is a lot of like propaganda out there like kind of pushed by corporations and the, the easiest example is like make sure you recycle and then it but it turns out recycling's not a good solution you know you know so recycling doesn't like really work
0: the, the, it, the, and the, it,
1: it puts all of the onus on the consumer yes, rather than yes. the corporation that actually controls it like for example a lot of the plastic That is in the ocean is not actually plastic straws, it's commercial fishing nets. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, (laughs) in a lot of ways, it's not the consumer's fault. However, it is hard not to look at people's video game collections, see all of that plastic, and just kind of feel, for me personally, I do feel a little icky about it. Yeah. But I, at the same time, for an all digital future, the amount of power it takes to keep servers online to stream data that's also not great for the environment and i don't it's hard for me to personally to sit here look at things that are bad and then the other things that are also bad but in a different way and figure out is one better and there i don't think i think most experts can't really figure that out in a satisfying way either There's not really an easy answer.
0: I am I, aware. Like I, I like to recycle. I mean, even when I was living in Alaska, there wasn't curbside recycling. I used to drive across town with the big basket of, uh, you know, all my plastic and metal and, and, and paper uh, and I would drive across town to the recycling place and put it in there. And while I was walking around and putting my various pieces of garbage or pieces of recycling away. I left my car idling, <laughs> you know. Okay. Like, I'm 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 aware of how like it's kind of inconsistent, and even like they say like you have to wash, you know, a lot of your recycling and stuff like that. Which I I try to rinse it out and stuff like that. But like, but then what happens when like one time I accidentally threw my garbage in with the uh, the recycling and I was like, oh no! So I try to fish it out and but what? So they have a huge dumpster, all is recycling, but some person absentmindedly or you know assholely throws a bunch of garbage in there. So that entire dumpster is just like not usable now? Like, how do they not know how to clean? Like how much recycling do we throw, that we put away, is like not good enough to recycle? And it's- A lot
1: of it, actually, a lot of it is. But
0: the the, the way I look at it, it's like, you know, the environmental issues that we, may or may not, uh, be facing right now, it's not because uh, you threw away a straw. It's because, like you know, there's or, gi-
1: or you like, got rid of your video game boxes or something. Yeah,
0: it's it's because like there's gigantic you know leaks in uh, pipelines and in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's you know Exxon Valdez. I'm from Alaska. I'm aware of of this type of thing. Uh, you know, pipelines are good for the economics and business and stuff like that. But it is not a uh, it is not a question of of if, but when they break. Mm-hmm. And you know. Um, and then we have systems and set, it seems, where they don't have to, there's no accountability for them. So I also think that it's like, hey, the time it takes you to walk, you know, take your bag of recycling and take it to a recycling dumpster or whatever, the time it takes you to sort it, whatever, uh, you know, somebody left a fishing net, somebody, there's some oil being spilt somewhere that it doesn't yeah. matter. There's a in, a, fact-
1: in a lot of ways, your time is almost better spent just directly doing, you know, creating action, like harassing those companies, trying to start a movement. Yeah. Then it is recycling because a lot of our recycling does go to the trash. And yeah. It also, yeah. it also is energy efficient in its own way to recycle Or, or, or people
0: just like boxed up and send, send it to China and China's like, we don't fucking want this and they throw it in the ocean. You know, um... So, yeah. So, so ga- I mean, games yes. aren't
1: the major... aren't the major problem. I, I do think that sometimes it's hard not to look at like figurines and just the kind of Funko
0: pops, man. Funko Holy pops, shit.
1: <laughs> the ephemera of capitalism yeah. and just not kind of feel a little icky, but at the same time, I do like those things. So, and,
0: and also it's like, you know, that idea of like, you know, man, society sucks yet. You live in society. Huh? And it's like, well, I don't really have a choice though. You got to understand that. Like there's some stuff about, you know, uh, our culture and you know, our economics that i'm not thrilled about but uh there have been powers that have worked extremely hard to make sure that i don't have a choice uh we we get some uh we got some uh some dog uh uh, prescriptions in the mail and uh we got three different dog prescriptions in the mail and uh they're just little bottles but chewy sent us uh three full boxes like that you could probably fit like a single shoe into not quite full shoe box but like G- for the for the size of the bottle of pills, they sent us three gigantic boxes, and you know I think we've all ordered stuff from Amazon and been like, why is this box so huge? Like, what's with all the shit? It's mm-hmm. you know, and it's I believe it's some form of propaganda that like, oh, if we got re- reusable bags and if we recycle our garbage, we'll lower emissions by five percent. It's like, yeah, but all of these corporations did their fucking part. We'd probably do a hell of a lot more. Uh, and why is it on me? Why, why, do I? why am I the only one feeling bad that I, uh, you know, didn't recycle that bottle of Coke?
1: Yeah. Why can't Coke feel bad that they're
0: exactly literally. So I'm, kind of, I'm kind of like, I do what I want. Cause I guess I feel good about it, but like, I know that it doesn't really make that big of a difference and, uh, it's not really on me. I didn't create the problem to be honest. It was, I didn't create the problem and it's asked me, not me to to, to fix it.
1: So, But once again, we are not qualified really yeah, no. to talk uh, but, about this. But also, this. <laughs> if this shocks you,
0: I've been reviewing retro video games and I'm, I am recycle stuff. I have my old games and I'm finding new ways to have fun with them.
1: That's true.
0: So this is what I've always done. Right. Re-
1: buy- well, it's more, it's reduce, reuse, and then recycle is supposed to be the last step. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. So even, even outside of the issue of physical goods, I do want to underline that the Internet itself and accessing like streaming things, yeah, yeah. things like that are are also and like. A, yeah, it's not great. for we, I feel like we
0: I've never heard that. And I don't when hey, when Netflix puts out the new season of uh, Stranger Things and it's like ultra 4K HD and like eight billion people are streaming it all. Like, where's that energy going? You know, let's say like uh this, this the future of Xbox is just it becomes an app that you download on your phone. You download on your TV and uh, you just get Game Pass and you stream the new uh, hi-fi rush, the new Halo uh, to your TV. You don't even have an Xbox anymore. And let's say that they can get you 4K, 60 frames a second. But like what the machine is is powering that Mm -hmm. and what kind of emissions are those doing? So
1: I guess I really don't know.
0: I don't know. Don't
1: trust anyone. Yeah, it's (laughs) especially not anyone who's trying to sell you anything. Yeah. And also subscribe to our Patreon.
0: I, mean, I guess I don't know. Listen, there's, <laughs> there,
1: there's no. Uh, I'm not thrilled
0: about it either. No, no I, I, don't, yeah. I don't. I don't have the answers, and I'm not thrilled about it either. Um, yeah, that's really. It's it's, it it, feels, yeah. it's hard to talk about because it, it is so. Because sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It
1: sucks so hard. But um, we got one more uh, question from Goodwin, and I wanted to ask it last because I. Oh, okay. I feel like it's more of a fun question for us, but um, what goes through your head when deciding what footage to show in a video? How do you decide oh. between gameplay footage, a graphic, a pull quote, event footage, and cuts to Derek?
0: Um, The cuts to Derek stuff. So I, I'm a firm believer in, uh, like, I have ADHD, I have dyslexia, I'm dumb. So I... You're not dumb. Uh, I, I have don't don't call my friend okay, dumb. All right, sorry, but I, I I definitely empathize a lot with if a story gets overwhelming too complicated. You know, it's difficult to follow, and I do think that like if a story is too complicated, that you know is sometimes that's on the storyteller, right? And so I do think that there are uh, for longer story bits when things get really complicated it's good to have a live shot where if you go back and watch some of our longer videos, there are moments where it cuts back to me and I just basically recap what we just said in a smaller way. And I, I, it's sort of like you have to have these like, okay, folks, so let's wrap up. Let's, let's make sure we're all, all on board. And I will just, you know, recap what I just said for the last two pages in one big paragraph. And I think having me say it looking at the camera is more engaging to people. And so uh, ideally you watch our videos and they feel like they're we're, we're never moving too fast or giving too much information um and you can follow them that's something I, I, I stress about a lot don't always nail it but it's something i think about a lot so that's one example there so that's
1: one another example is if we just don't know what to put on the screen we will cut
0: to Derek. there are some times where i'm like man i don't want to fucking deal yeah <laughs> shoot that live i don't even want to think about that paragraph holy <laughs> crap yeah no shoot that live um for using gameplay footage uh I think one of the few things I learned in college (laughs) that I still use to this day um, is I had a professor tell me in like, man, Western Civilization 101, like a super basic beginning class. But he said, uh, when you write a paper, and I think this is true for you, make a video, your audience is intelligent, but they are uninformed. Uh, They are not stupid, but it is on you to present your case and make sure that they are keeping up with you. Right. You are a tour guide. If you're walking too fast and leave everybody behind, that's your fault for not matching their speed you need you need to stay with the group you gotta stay with your audience and so i think if you're going to use gameplay footage like if you're playing like a jrpg you wouldn't use like you're playing with jrpg and you're like you leave the town and you go wait did i equip that sword hold on go to my menu okay i equipped it cool yeah all right let's go forward that's not footage you'd use of the character on the screen walking stopping opening up menu and then closing the menu and then walking again out of context, that is very terrible footage, and it's kind of confusing. Like, why, why would you show that? Yeah,
1: it, it, I mean, we also uh, try to avoid having text on the screen mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, if we have gameplay footage on and we're talking, because it's
0: like it's a lot. It's it's really important to think about, like, out of context, what is what what is a good thing that explains and introduces what you're showing.
1: Yeah, or even when you're talking about something in a game, make sure you are showing that thing happen in a game. Which is not a thing everyone does, and you
0: don't. And you know what? You don't really have to. That is not a super hard, a fast rule. Mm-hmm. But you do have to be careful. You're not showing something that you're doing opposite. You yeah. know, at the end of the day, it is a YouTube video, and sometimes you can get really just inundated with like trying to get every tiny little detail right. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's you know, it's 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 just a YouTube video. It's not that important. Like it's okay. Just get it done. Just get it done. And get it out. Mm-hmm. But I do think that like picking the right footage is uh is something that I, I think a lot about and does take a lot of. And if you do it right, nobody will notice. Kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, uh, in in you know like for for the in the doom video, there was one shot that I left in for a while where, um, right before I cut to another piece of footage. I fired my shotgun and I hit an enemy and it, ble- you know, he started ble- blew up. But I only showed that like one or two frames of it and then I cut something else, and that was always like it really I had to change that because to me it was really distracting. I think it's a good rule of thumb: show the full action of the thing you're doing. You know, uh, I had to kind of think, oh, let's move this just like two three frames over before I shoot the shotgun, mm-hmm. and then I think that then the cut was fine.
1: Yeah, the um, other other things like pull quotes. Graphics or you know event footage or like commercials is a big one that we use for B roll. Yeah, I think that a lot of that comes down to does it emphasize what I'm trying to say. I I am a person who I like to have quote like pull quotes or you know specifically when there is a moment like I guess in the Doom video, there were just reading the interviews with Randy there were so many parts that were just so hysterically Mm -hmm. (laughs) hysterical that I'm like I. I think me telling you, hey, this guy said some stuff that is just really bullshit. Yeah. And then moving on, it would be so much better to, for you guys to hear what he said. <laughs> because that I feel like that explains it, the flavor of what's mm-hmm. going on yeah. so much better than I could just trying to describe it to you. The old, the, and it, it's really, you just got to kind of make those decisions by feel. Yeah. It,
0: the, the hard and fast <laughs> rule is that like it needs to support the story and you have to be able to move forward and make sure your audience is with you. And we could have just had just Doom footage playing while I was reading these quotes, but there were so many of them that I was like, we need to have them on screen. Mm -hmm. And it would be weird to only have one of these long quotes on screen, so we kind of have to have all of them on screen. And then, you know, Adam uh, went the distance. That was his decision to uh, make, kind of recreate the Doom text scroll for those quotes. Uh, And so, you know, that's where the collaborative, uh, the the collaboration comes from. I really like that touch that he added. Uh, And you know, I, I think there's a little bit of, a, I also kind of like a, a bit of a believability. Like if you kind of just say this guy said this thing, I think if in a video you have a lot of quotes and you have a lot of claims, but you're not presenting any evidence. I, I do kind of think like, did he, did that person really say did that that really happen? I kind of start to wonder you, you might lose me a bit where I don't know if I really believe you mm-hmm. or it's like, you're not really putting in the work to really convince me or tell a, a good story. I, To me, I just, you know, I feel like what we do at the end of the day is basically like a lot of it is just comes down to storytelling. And you just need to be a good storyteller. And uh, if not only for your audience, but also for the fact that YouTube is a very competitive place. Anybody, there's a billion videos. Anytime they're watching a video, there are a ton of videos all on the right that they could be watching. They're probably about
1: the same topic.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I I do think it's worth uh, trying to be a good storyteller and putting in the work. But then, you know, split the difference between that and don't make it perfect. It's, you know, make something you're proud of and put in the put in the time. But
1: it's not like don't
0: make it perfect. It's no, it won't be perfect. No, it won't be perfect. And but no, but like still put in There's a lot of shitty videos out there and you just put in a little bit of effort. You'll be better than a lot of them. It's true. I mean, yeah. And those people, but those videos might be more popular than you. And that's just how it goes. The cream does not rise to the top at YouTube. Well, and
1: also people everyone has their own style and i'm sure what we do probably annoys the shit out of someone else you know and just like certain things we do or you know whatever and everyone that's that's just part of having a style and having a way of doing things and it's totally fine to not do what we do (laughs) or to do it in a different way yeah um you know whatever the
0: the easiest thing to be is yourself and the hardest thing to replicate that and I, th- I think that is one, th- that, if, there, if there's one hard and fast rule for YouTube, I think it is like personality and your own style. If you can really find your own thing, split the difference between a familiar topic, but with your attitude on it, mm-hmm. I think that is a decently reliable way to grow and get an audience on YouTube. But It's like, all it,
1: jazz, it, baby. It's, it's Dude, like the Sega yeah. Saturn, man. <laughs> 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 Just bring it back around um well but i think that'll that's it for us today
0: which man i felt like that you know what i felt like that went by real fast but no it's been an hour hour and change man long yeah so we've yeah. been we've gone along this time
1: yeah but thanks everybody for hanging out our um because of our break our january weeks got a little bit swapped so next month for february we are back on our old schedule which is the first monday of every month so our next podcast first
0: first and third monday of every month
1: first and sorry the first and third monday of every month and we are so we will be back next week on february 6th so you get a stop skeletons double header stop skeletons from podcasting double header on uh february 6th in our patreon discord and of course the podcast will come out on um a couple days after that
0: probably wednesday Mm -hmm. we'll see (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I'm definitely. This is really the only work thing I'm doing for this week for sure. Yeah, I'm taking a bit of a break. Ta- you so know what?
1: just just chill out. Yeah, man. I
0: need it. I
1: need it. All right, but thanks everybody for listening. Um, if you are you know listening on not on the Patreon feed, subscribe. Do the 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 stars. We love those. Yeah, rate
0: rate us on uh the Itunes and the Spotify wherever you get your casts Yeah. Um, and yeah, let tell a friend. Watch the videos. You can support us on Patreon. Stop Skills on that, Patreon. Yeah, that's something people can yeah. do. Be on the Discord or not. However you want to do it, man. It's all good. We all good. We all here, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next week. And uh, yeah, stay powerful and good night. Good night.